Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. No, I mean the tag said X Files. I go like official X Files merch. I don't know from when the show okay. had come back around or something, but it was at Mighty Dollar, so they're I guess like some store at Target or somewhere. There's a race <laughs> of aliens called the Hemorrhoids from the planet Hemorrhoidia. <laughs> God damn it! People's <laughs> That's how we're starting today. Apparently, that's what's happening. They visited me once. Usually where <laughs> usually where our discussion is coming for that, don't they? <laughs> Being abducted and not getting probed, and then, like, you know how. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, was I'm I not pretty out. enough for <laughs> the alien? I mean, I, I want the full treat. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't a good enough specimen. <laughs> um. You you abducted me, asshole. I want the full treatment, all right? Like, for some of Somebody's like flamboyant ADs getting abducted. Like, come on, alien, get it, get it, get it. making the aliens uncomfortable. Like, oh, oh, wait a minute, we just want to take the temperature. <laughs> it's in the Simpsons. There's a Simpsons episode where Homer gets abducted by Kang and Kodos. It's a Halloween episode, and uh, he starts pulling his pants down immediately. He's like, let's get this over with. And they're like, God, stop. They're like, we've reached all the knowledge we can gain from anal probing. Just <laughs> stop. <laughs> <laughs> reached. Yeah, we've like, reached. There's nothing else we can gain from this. Please pull your pants up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How are we doing, Ron? Are we good? We're good to go. Awesome. <laughs> you didn't get all that? I just can't get the. Oh, I'm pretty sure him. he got all get that. Into some dude just be like, give it to me, alien. Like, oh, that shit's so funny. Uh-huh. What yeah. you got? That's the same type of people that were standing on top of the building in Independence Day that got bombed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine when we find out there really is aliens and they're all just like Mormons. That does make a lot of sense. sense. Or Xenu was real. (laughs) We sent the prophet L. Ron Hubbard to warn you all. Really? That dude was nuts. That's the guy you sent? He was nuts, but he was also brilliant. He convinced Insanely, diabolically brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's really evil what he did, but Mm -hmm. to be. I mean, he's. I mean, basically. He's, he lives in infamy. Like, he's gone yeah. and people still, like, dude started a cult. The most successful cult, mm-hmm. I would argue, mm-hmm. in the world. Like, Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Are we rolling? <laughs> <laughs> That's where the dip comes from. Yeah. Oh, the analytics. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a full house today. We're talking to the Menders. Finally. Say hey, fellas. Hey, hey, fellas. Hello. Just one by one, introduce yourselves, and we'll... And we'll We'll carry on. Hey, I'm Wes Corbis. <laughs> I play guitar for the Menders and Caterwaller. Yep. <laughs> it's your friendly neighborhood, Johnny Boswell. I do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 
I'm uh, Robbie Thornton. I uh, play bass, backing, singing, and uh, professional dancer. Yeah. <laughs> We're yet to see the dancing. Uh, Jesse Watson. I am a guitarist, and I like to think I sing reasonably well. <laughs> I'm buoyed by these three singing. <laughs> You guys are great. They've played here a couple times. Uh, the reason we're talking to them today is we've got a show this Friday. Um, it's it's going to be a big one. We've got Jade, our host for Open Mike, going to open the show. Um, this, um, not to get too heavy right off the bat, but this was a show that we booked with Zach Moss. Uh, Zach got these guys to, to join the bill. Uh, he has since passed. Uh, his band will still perform in a tribute where Jade will come out and sing. Are any, any of you guys may... Maybe one of you guys will come out and do a song or two with them. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, the Menders will be here Friday. And I've been waiting for a long time to talk to these guys. So thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. It's our, it's our pleasure. Yep. So let's, uh, let's start at the beginning. How, you, know, you guys have been a band for nearly 15 years, right? Yeah, getting there. And so how did, it get, how did it start? Like, What was the nucleus here? Hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, I can give. The, can anyone I, remember? I can um, give the uh, <coughs> the Cliff Notes version if that's cool with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so uh, we started as a three piece. We used to have a banjo player named Sean Sutton. Uh, me and him met Johnny at uh, Freeman's twelve about twelve years ago, a little over twelve years ago now, uh, at a uh, like a kind of music circle thing that Freeman's used to do on Mondays, mm -hmm. acoustic circle kind of thing, share songs. We met Johnny that way and just started kind of writing songs, playing with him, and through over time, like kind of formed the Menders and uh, formed the band. And then since then, we've had, uh, I mean, we were very much as a folk bluegrass kind of trio at the beginning. Uh, and then we kind of expanded through, you know, artistic, you know, needs, like creative needs. Like we wanted to do different sounds, but also just like uh, people coming and going out of the band. Once Wes joined, what, Wes, 10 years ago? 10 years, yeah. Uh, we kind of moved to the garage rock sort of sound that we do now. We got F Phil, our drummer, who's not with us today, um, in what, 2015? 2016? Uh, 2016, about, yeah. I think. 2016. Uh, and then Robbie joined in 2019? 2020? Mm -hmm. 2019. 2019. I was the bad luck guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we I, we I joined the band, and then uh, the <laughs> pandemic happens. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> shortest version of it. But cool. But don't yeah, blame, yeah, don't just, blame us. <laughs> well, you, I mean, yes. So you have evolved through the years, and your sound has changed through the years. I, I mean, I, I love all your music. You know, we have a signed record, the new album, <laughs> on the wall in here. I'm very okay. proud of that. Um, and and I, I love what you guys do. And through the years, with all the changes, iterations, you've maintained the relationships with people. Like it's always been a. You you guys are always surrounded by positivity. Even your fan base. Everyone's super nice, super cool. You know, you have a kind of a magnetism about you guys that, that, that just draws people in. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask about that. How does that flow into, like, your day-to-day -day life? I mean, you guys are kind of, I mean, you are local celebrities. You know, you, you, you're you not going to go anywhere in Gaston County and not get recognized. No. So so talk a little bit to that about, like, you know, how, how, how that affects you. Because if you, I mean, all of you have different projects you work on, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. But... But yeah, talk to a little bit about handling that kind of that kind of thing. Because you've been, managed to do it for a decade or longer, and and everyone still loves you. You know, they, they say you stick around long <laughs> enough, you know, people start to hate you. But that's the opposite with you guys. I want to chime in real quick and yeah. like when you said that they're locally like famous, they all went. 
<laughs> in like different like different times I just well, I mean it's, I appreciated you know, it, that yeah it's, I are. mean it's, it's a cliche are. thing and all that but the, I mean it's no we appreciate it facts I mean, is facts yeah, yeah it's I mean? facts I mean I'll say, uh, I'll, I'll say I'll say this when me and Johnny uh, had started the band with Sean back in the day uh, Johnny his kind of mantra through everything we've done all the changes and the ups and downs of like how are we okay we gotta regroup we've gotta redefine what we're doing now for different reasons, you know, people, again, a lot of times people coming and going are just like, okay, we're getting stale. How can we make this bigger? How can we make this better? And Johnny's motto has always been the key to our success will be longevity. <laughs> but we, when we first started, I remember, you know, there was a lot of bands, there was a music scene forming in Gastonia and we wanted to be a part of it. And we just wanted to be like um, a pillar of that and not to toot our own horn too much, but we've seen a lot of bands come and go and we've just always persevered through it and I think a lot of that comes from a genuine love and friendship for each other yeah it helps um, that we're all completely in love with each other yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that carries over yeah. to everyone else hopefully and the you know the f fan base in the area and like the folks that have supported us it means a lot to us I, th I think we're all fairly self-deprecating we love what we do <laughs> but I think you know, we're always striving to be better, and the fact that anyone shows any interest in it means a lot to us. And I'm always, I'm just always tickled to, I see like a Mender sticker on a car in traffic. I'm like, hey, hey, look at that. Or I was at, I was at my yeah. kid's school at an awards day, and I saw someone in a Mender shirt, <laughs> and I was like, hey, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not lost on me. I don't want to speak for the rest of them, but mm. it means a lot. I think at the end of the day, we've always kind of. It's not about getting big or making it or doing anything like that. It's we're lucky that we get to get in a room together with our brothers. Basically, like we're all family now. I'm Uncle West, all their kids, and likewise, like it's all it's all one big family now. And we're at the end of the day, we're just lucky to get in a room together and be able to create and write and that's the fun make part. music that that we enjoy making. And if people enjoy it, that's like that's the icing, man. And yeah. and if it can. If it can mean something to somebody and, and help someone or, or whatever, uh, that's that's even better. Um, so I don't know that we, well, like Jesse said, we're we're all our own worst enemy and all self-deprecating. <laughs> so I don't think we even. I mean, I don't think it's of, not a focal point. It's not in the forefront of your mind. No. Um, well, that, and that's kind of we just why do what we do, you know. And if people dig it and people want to support it, that's awesome. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of the reason why I bring it up is, is you know, it's it's not something that that gen, real genuine artists don't really think about that kind of thing. You know, yeah. there are people out there in the scene that that's their goal is to to make it, to get famous, to be noticed, to you know. For that reason, but and, and, and it, it comes through in your music like your music is humble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when and, and but then when you get on stage, you guys are fucking rock stars. Like like your your live shows are some of the most fun shows that we've had here. Yes. And then I have yeah. to go take a like, 42 day nap. Because <laughs> I'm old and exhausted. Uh, I'll say uh, you know Johnny, not to put you on the. Uh, uh, on the spot. Are you gonna do Johnny on the spot? But Johnny is the <laughs> oldest member of the band, but brings the elder of the tribe. So much, but, like, but but it's like the key to like I think keeping us light and youthful and like mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, you know enjoying what we do because like, we you know we butt heads over stuff sometimes you know over directions of songs mm -hmm. or what we think things should have you know how we think things should go or what we should mm -hmm. be how we should be spending our time as a band things like that creative differences here and there but we always work through it and. 
ultimately I think, you know, something that Johnny's good about, I think Wes is good about too, and it's something I need, is just being reminded that, like, this is fun. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. we are just all together in a room. Again, whether it's a show or whether it's at practice, like, we're going to play music with our friends, and, and I can, that's I can enough. even speak to that, because, like, so right after COVID, when I started really getting in with the band and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you guys had, it was like a Thursday night show at Petra's, and nobody showed up except my parents. Yeah. It was awesome. Guys, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a show for my parents. But, like, it was literally, you guys literally acted the exact same if it was a full fucking room. We just my parents. Well, because it's mm-hmm. the energy. I think yeah. the music that that moves. I mean, it's nice to have the crowd. I mean, it's great to have the crowd there, sure. and it's an exchange of energy. When the if the crowd's more into it, we're more into it, and vice versa. But there's there's a there's a baseline too. I think just because we love the music that we play, and we love playing that music together, and I mean, there's a certain energy that just exists by itself, right there. With I mean, again. Which is Joe and Pam. Yeah. Also, we love you, Joe and Pam. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I won't. Uh, I, I can probably speak for all any and all performers that's ever played on stage. You know, when you're when you're doing it, um, yes, you're second guessing, you're self conscious, you're, um, you know, you're nervous. If if you don't feel those ex- those emotions, something's wrong. Then, with you. Yeah. But but when you're doing it, the music touches. <clears throat> You move. You do things. You do things erratically. No, you have ticks on stage. You you do things that you cannot you cannot uh, rehearse at all. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a magical to get experience. carried away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even I, I caught myself even last night. We had a metal show here last night, and yeah, you know, I get really into some of these hardcore metal shows. You know, I, I like the metal, and I'm back there, and I'm I'm back there on the. POS bringing stuff up and I'm catching myself like dancing and stuff yeah. like so I just can't control yeah. it. I, I'm having so much fun doing it. Yeah, I, I get that, man. And speaking to like empty rooms and full rooms and stuff, it's it's true. More people in a room, you know, it can bring the energy up. But you can also have a shitty crowd. Like you can have a room oh, full. Of, you, yeah. you have a room full of fans, and it really bring you down. And that's kind of why. Uh, we're the size that we are. Like I yeah. looked at bigger buildings for the rooster. But the more I thought about it was, you know, let's say I get this five, 600 person space. You realize like a sellout for us is, is pushing 200, right? Yeah. And that's happened three times in almost a year. Mm-hmm. The majority of our crowds are, you know, anywhere from 30 to 50 people. I didn't want to put local bands in a spot where they're playing to an empty room all the time Mm -hmm. so when our room's empty when there's six ten twelve people here we can all still have a good time like you know i mean like it doesn't feel so so you're not standing 300 yards from that person (laughs) we we uh i think um just as we've been a band and matured and stuff i mean as as artists and performers it's code forgotten old. I used <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I, I used to get really concerned and, and kind of bummed out when you know there weren't a lot of folks at a show yeah. or um, you know or a crowd wasn't into it. But where I've kind of landed now, and I think it's translated into a better response, just because the energy from for me anyway for me is different. But is. We, I only worry about what we can control. If a lot of people don't, if we don't get a big crowd, that's fine. You know, did we play well? What made, like, my definition of a bad show is very different now than it used to be, you know, eight years ago. 
it used to be like I want a bunch of people there. I want a, you know people dancing and and all that, and that's great. And I love when that happens. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like, did we play well? Did we right. do everything? Yeah. Did we you know if we played yeah. well? And the only thing that bums me out now is when we mess up. We don't play like we have a we don't play good as artists. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I some of my favorite shows are you know. 10, 15 people there that were all super into it yep. yeah. versus 100 people who don't care. You know, I would much rather play for a handful of people that It, it are is super it. awkward to be playing on stage with a full room and when you get done and you're feeling it and the vibe was good and the song, we played the song really well and then everyone's just staring at you. Yeah, no claps, no claps. <laughs> yeah. that, this conversation, this idol. Are you guys, are you guys out? It's like, hey. what, they ended the song but you're not going to clap? Like, not that what? we ever expect anyone to clap, but it's just like, but no, you don't expect <laughs> You just performed, and like, it, it happens more often than not. And yes, I don't think it's, it's like, like enjoy like, it. They're just waiting for one person to start. Like, was that the end? Was should we keep? <laughs> I don't know what's just happening. Just laid my soul out. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're just like, was, was was that it? Was that it? Is there, <laughs> that's not another false. <laughs> another false. Well, that's Phil, our drummer Phil. He's good about that when that happens. Oh yeah. Stand by. Come on, mother. Yeah. And Robbie's good at that too. Robbie's yeah. good at crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> crowd work isn't it? it, it I mean, that—that's the thing about your performances. You guys do kind of your 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 facial expressions, the way you move. I mean, Robbie, you can't stand still. Like, I, 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 Robbie's like a wind-up toilet that doesn't turn off. Like, he's just bouncing all around the whole the whole performance, and it's fun to watch, man. It's I, I would have a hard time believing that you don't get good crowd response these days. I mean, I'm sure it took a lot of time to get there. But you know, but you never know. You know, this this is the South, and there's you know, there's yeah. some rooms or some towns are you know tough. That's a great question. What's a tough room? Don't, you don't have to name the place, but what's a town that uh, that that you probably won't go back to because the crowd is so bad? Oh, there's nowhere we won't go back to. I don't think we've to. ever had a response <laughs> so bad that we won't go back. Now that may have to be the self-deprecating part. Yeah. Um, I would say. Are there towns that won't have us back? Yeah. Now I've um, you and the owners love you guys, even if the crowd's not into it. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. That's what yeah. we like. That's, that's the other thing right. we say is like if there's if we're about to play somewhere, especially somewhere we've never played, so we don't really have a local crowd to come out. We're just trying to win some people over, mm. and there's no one there. We're like, well, let's play good for the staff and the, you know, the bookers and the managers and the owners and whatever, so that maybe they'll have us on for a bigger show or maybe. And that have us on for something. that works. I'm gonna tell you yeah. right. We just did a show Friday. We had Palmetto Drive here. They were on the show a couple weeks ago. And um, we originally booked them on a Sunday night, right, like within the first couple of months of being open. There were six people here, right? Mm -hmm. And I felt terrible for them because they, they are very, very good. Now, they do mostly covers. They, they've got a couple of originals, but they do like a lot of southern country, southern rock country, classic rock. They do like mashups where they'll start playing one song and they do that yeah. so freaking the, Yeah, they're well, really, nice. really good at it. Mm. And they're phenomenal. All four of them sing, great band. And at the they did so well for those six people. Before they left, I, I got them on the books for a Friday night. Yeah. And I brought them back, and we had a, a bigger crowd before them this Friday, and everyone here had a great time. We had a blast. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, basically, it was a party, and that's and that's the thing with like these shows. A lot of shows, it's really just a big party. Sometimes yeah. it feels like one of them house parties from high school, where you're, <laughs> you, know, so, so, you know, sometimes it feels like, and then other times it, it feels like. Like, like last night felt like a big show. Yeah. You know, it, it did. Like there was an energy in the room mm -hmm. last night that just and undeniable. The crowd, the crowd was really good last night. 
They took mm. directions well when I was like, get up out of your seats and move closer to the stage. They got up and moved. Usually they just sit there and go like, blink, blink. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> well, I was going to get up because I had to go to the bathroom. Well, now she's telling sit. me that I have to go. I do have a plan B for uh, when... when um, when all goes south, all goes south. The um, you know we, we drive we drive three hours hypothetically speaking, sure. um, we drive three hours to a venue. We get there, you know the the the, the bartender's rude. The uh, the club owner tells us that that we're not getting paid. That the crowd is is disgruntled and rude. And um, I've always wanted to do this when when all 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 the um, all stars align that. Um, we play one song, and the grand ending for a rock song, you ring out the last note, dun, 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 dun. then you just do it again, dun, 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 for 30 minutes straight. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. It's just a never-ending crescendo. Never <laughs> uh, ha ha, joke's on you. <laughs> the only thing, like Jill said, I can't think of a, yeah. I can't think of a room or like a place, we play, just places we like, you know, places we like to sure. get back and play. Also, at this point in kind of our career, if you would call it that, that implies that we're making a lot of money, I feel like. <laughs> um, but at this point in our journey, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, uh, we are we are allowed to be a little more selective. We're not, you know, there's for a period we just take anything and everything somewhere we have this. We've played enough places now to where, you know, if we want to go to Columbia, we have a couple places we played that like us, and we can go back there and we can put together. Pretty good, you know, like good shows where there's some, you know, and we played with so many other bands. So we get, we're able to really kind of be selective about what we play. And places like the Rooster, we love playing because, again, it's just like this is a good place to play. The response is always great. The only thing I can think of as a rule of like we don't do is places that are primarily food places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't play restaurants. You're not background music. <laughs> right. yeah. That would never. We used to back in the day. Well, also, uh, old Jackrabbits. I, I, I just hate <laughs> to be oh singing my, God, my heart out and look over at somebody <laughs> eating. Yeah. Well, no, we used to play. That was back before Wes was in the yeah. band. But uh, yeah, we would play Jackrabbits for like they used to do a summer concert series on their patio. There were people uh, eating cheap and chicken wings in yeah, your face. We played. <laughs> Three hours, <laughs> and that's and that's one of the reasons we don't have. A, a, you know, I didn't put a kitchen in this place. Like, I was very intentional about making this place about the performance, the entertainment. Yeah. Now, since we've got like some concessions, food, you know, we do like hot dogs and stuff like that yeah. now, just because some people need it. Like some oh, people need to have food. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, but just like you, I don't want people eating chicken wings while there's something happening on stage. Like yeah. it's just it, to, for me. I, it annoys me when I go somewhere and I'm trying to be entertained and there's people over here just munching out. And oh, I don't know, man. Right I, I like to get lost in the performance. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's one of the things I think we love about the <coughs> uh, uh, that we see in the rooster. I think a lot of bands, a lot of artists, and something that the music scene the and the just the kind of creative artist scene in Gastonia needs is places like the rooster, where you know we, there's a lot several places we play in Gastonia, love playing. But there's not really, and in all our time, there's not been a really a, a big de dedicated music yeah. venue yeah. in Gastonia. Yeah. It's more like you're playing at a bar or a pub or something. That's great, and that experience can vary wildly, right? I mean, it's how? not a venue that just happens to have a bar, right? right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like a true music venue, like venue first, you know, that kind of thing. Bar second. Right. That's what uh, we. Well, that so I mean, that about. and the fact that like the the biggest the biggest stages that that we have in this area 
are, you know, like your pavilions, your downtown lives, and they don't want original music. They, they're always they bringing cover in cover bands. bands. Cover bands. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on no, cover bands. Not. But it's just, you know, th those opportunities for bands like the Menders are so few and far between. Mm. You know, I, like, I've said this before. This was a calling for me. This is 100% this was a calling. This, I didn't do this for money or anything else. You know, you know, there's parts of this that make me uncomfortable, you know, I, mm. you know being... Like you guys getting noticed out in public, like that's that's kind of for me. I'm like, I don't know you. you know? <laughs> I don't know you. That's my purse. <laughs> but um, so so a couple of you guys have a few other projects going on. I want to talk talk about that for a minute because the Menders the, the sound has evolved over the years, and you do kind of. I mean, I would I would I like to say you're an indie rock band, but you know, Garage is also a good a good description descriptive term but a couple of you guys have a couple other projects how do you manage when you're the creative process when you're writing how do you manage like what you're going to bring to the menders and then what you're going to bring to which motel or what you're going to bring to Evergon or all, all your other projects like how does that manifest itself when you're when you guys are writing so let me go ahead and address that real quick uh, i believe the only one that has other projects <laughs> is robbie and you just named two of, his, of the well, three well, projects well, well, johnny's johnny's another band yeah. and i do have the charlene that's podcast true. which that's is true. i have a, a podcast it's just it's just me but it's like a more folk kind of uh outlet storytelling kind of outlet or uh Kind of share a short story. Well, I did not know song. that. I'm gonna go follow that right. Yeah, now. yeah. It's called um, Charlene Stories and Songs. It's mm -hmm. on all the major podcast platforms. I've got a handful of episodes up, but and it's a short story that I've written, and then I pair it with the original song, and those are um, by and large um, songs that I write without the intention of bringing it to the menders for, just because they they do tend to be more folky, more bluegrassy. But that's not to say they couldn't fit. You so, know, I mean, and you said when you started Menders, it was more folky yeah. and stuff. So that's, that seems, seems like that's where your heart's at. That's where I think, and for Johnny too, Johnny's got a ukulele next to him right now. That's where a lot of our, our songs, all our songs pretty much start as folk, kind of folk, more folky songs. And then once we bring it to the band, then we figure out how to flesh it out to a full-on rock song. But I think me and Johnny have always... Uh, Basically, me and Jesse are writing songs while our, ch while our children are sleeping. Yeah. We're trying to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> and then we're, usually one of us records it on the phone and sends it to the other. And but I, th I think it's easier to write something that works on an acoustic and then make it work for electric than do that vice versa. So yeah, yeah. Always, that's, that's, for yeah. the most part, that's your process. Yeah. Is it almost always starts acoustic. Yeah. And and for some of those songs, I'm like, okay, once I start flesh it out, I'm like, well, this will be something I'm going to bring to the guys. Or sometimes I'll be like, I'm going to put this aside for my Charlene podcast. But and that's the only thing I, other thing I have. Jesse and I are also writing a, a musical. Yeah, we are working <laughs> as well. On a for real? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude, put that shit together. Let's do it, man. I would love to we're, have a musical out here. That'd be cool. Mm. Yes. We're, we're figuring it out. And so it's the first I've heard of it. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> It's not. <laughs> really? Talking so, about it several times. Uh, you just weren't bringing it to I, I mean, do, do, do you want to share the premise? Um, so it's in the very early, early stages. We've written a handful of songs for it, and we're still trying to figure out story structure, what it is, but it's kind of in the vein of... Uh, of uh, it's like early, um, early 1900s. Yeah, it takes place during Prohibition, and it's about um, a, a guy who sort of gets... Wrongly, um, wrongly accused. accused, arrested, and put on a chain gang for oh, violating 
prohibition laws, and then it's kind of his journey to try and get home. And in doing that, he's dealing with, uh, you know, he's interacting with kind of Jim Crow South, Mm-hmm. And uh, there's some supernatural elements where the devil's sort of trying to reap his soul through this okay. process. I, I'm, I'm, I love this. Yeah. I, 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 yes, please yes. write this. <laughs> this is wonderful. Please. Now, you, yeah, you, you brought up the supernatural. There, that is a theme specifically with your last album. Let's let's take this opportunity and talk about the devil's real, and talk about how you, know, how the supernatural, and how. How you wove that into this album? Why you called it "The Devil's Real"? You know, it, it's you know, it's not really uh, <laughs> it's not really like not. it's not really a concept <laughs> album, but there's a lot of common themes. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Is that you? No, it's no, not that, me. That's me. I'm over there. I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk for a minute about how that came together and and why you lean on supernatural elements and stuff like what's the fascination there um what's not the fascination well i think a, i think a, a lot of it just stems from the fact that you know jesse and johnny write most of our vocals okay. and like I, it's kind of an ongoing theme and especially at most of our shows where we're like so this next song's about death yeah and this next song's about ghosts and this next song is about death and ghosts. So yeah. I'm like, and sea witches. <laughs> and I'm like, sea witches. What, uh, what else you got to write? Like love songs? <laughs> like they're not. Well, also, th- thematically for this album, me and Jesse were like uh, contemplating the wages of sin and yeah, and uh, being a successful rock and roll band in any sense of the word. Um, there's going to be some snares out there, some yeah. uh, obstacles. Yeah. <laughs> obstacles. Uh, and. Uh, and the play on the word, the devil's real, and but it's spelled R-E-E-L, like his fishing line, or the like the movie, like the movie, movie, movie reel, or a tape, tape reel, like, you know. And Wes even mentioned, what was it, the, a reel, like the, the Irish, Irish dance. Like could the, be a song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or, yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I've always had, uh, we were joking before, you know, I've always had a fascination with the supernatural. And I think, uh, again, kind of starting as folk, folk bluegrass, as kind of our main uh, genre we were sort of pursuing. And I grew up, you know, we all grew up in the South and <laughs> were surrounded by, for me especially, or for me, I know the other guys as well, but my dad listened to a lot of bluegrass, like murder ballads and stuff like that. So I've just always been kind of fascinated by uh, dark subject matter in songs. Yeah. Um, and uh, my first kind of forays into any kind of creative uh, endeavor was creative writing, short story writing. So for me, it's just always songs always make sense the best when there's a narrative to them, and when there's characters and supernatural element. I think has a lot of good imagery, and you can, you know, uh, when it came to the devil's real, I think to Johnny's point, we focused that doing that kind of in on our personal feelings towards, uh, uh, I think like religion and faith, and like kind of you know being raised religious, and then how does that you know, coming to terms with some doubts and questions on that, and all of that kind of came to the forefront, I think, for the songs there. And I always joke, the album for me and the songs that I contributed lyrically to the album are about me kind of trying to come to terms with the fact that I've been told my whole life that sinning is so terrible, but it's created so many great opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't for sinning, I wouldn't have met any of these guys. (laughs) 
Yeah, I had. I mean, I, I grew up similar to. It's I, good mean, to have I, I was raised in a Pentecostal mm. church. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was I was 12, 13, 12, 13 years old when I. It was middle school. It's mid, middle. It's, I think middle school is like the cutoff. That's yeah. that you, your parents have till middle school to shield you from whatever mm-hmm. reality you're trying to shield them from. And when you get to middle school and you start meeting all these other kids that didn't grow up on your street, you know, yeah, people from different walks mm-hmm. of life, you can no longer hide reality from a kid. And then your brain's developing in wild ways. The, the hormones kick in, and now all of a sudden you're just overwhelmed with information, yeah. physical information, all that stuff. And and for me, you know, middle school is when I started to get real, real super curious. It's yeah. when I started experimenting with drugs and things yeah. like that, expanding my mind. And I and at one point I was angry with my parents for not like telling me the truth. Right. Uh, and um, and I think that's where a lot of backlash comes from with Christianity. That is, is, is that part of it, the, 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 like, the control aspect yeah. of it? Mm-hmm. Until you break it down like that, it never made sense. Because like, usually people, they, they find their, their base, like their, their love for music, if they have it in middle school. But mm-hmm. and you're, going through all that, you're going through all that shit, so that makes a lot of sense why yeah. you would find something. Yeah, sounds match yeah. emotions, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, I yeah. listen to a lot of Motown in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> Where you oh, it's it's you were a very you interesting. I love soul music, R and B, uh, Boys to Men. That was that was my jam. That was the hot shit back yeah. in the day. Why ain't gonna lie? It was. <laughs> 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 I had it. First slow dance, Boys to Men. Mm. I, I loved it though. Like I, I remember lyrics left and right to different Boys to Men songs. I, that's when I first started singing along with them. <laughs> see, see, I was a new Reagan edition fan. No, new edition. <laughs> it, was, it was before the Boys to Men. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they, are they we going to see a, a Mender's mashup with, with some Boys to Men in the show? Uh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Do a good, it's it's we do a it's mean waterfalls. We do. We do a mean tale. Yeah. It's in there now. That's the thing. That, you know, that, that's the thing I love about uh, uh, this goes especially for Phil, too. Every time someone's joined the band, it's restructured how we sound because we're bringing a different influence into it. Mm-hmm. And we have our common influences and things that we like. But, you know, Robbie and Phil, I think, are, you know, uh, a little more um, lean heavier, you know, m- lean more into metal. I think your other projects, Ever Gone and Witch Motel, are a lot mm-hmm. heavier than what we do, which is good because he gets that outlet and he doesn't bring it. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. No, and they're fantastic. I love mm. both those bands. But, uh, I'm from very much like an indie sort of folk area. I like Death Cab for Cutie and the Decemberists a lot and stuff like that. West the is kind of the Decemberists are fantastic. Yeah, I, yeah, I love, I love, uh, I love a lot of that too. Death Cab, I think I must have seen like seven times in oh, my life. Oh, I've never seen it, but the Decemberists, I, I love them. And again, there's a storytelling narrative there mm-hmm. that they do a lot. West, I think, well, I mean, you're a little more kind of the post-hardcore. Yeah, what are some of your favorite bands, Wes? We've never actually had this conversation. Um, I actually got to see uh, Sunny Day Real Estate came back around. Um, they came into Asheville uh, five, four months ago, five months ago. Super excited to see them. Never seen them live. Uh, that was a little, I kind of got into them a little later, I believe, like late or early 2000s, and they've been around since like 95. Um, yeah, that's a, I mean, I grew up on bluegrass, though. Um, 90s country, like, yeah. <laughs> um, just a very sorted musical background, I think. Um, again, I, I owned Cooley High Harmony, boy, yeah. <laughs> it was the it was the mid 90s. What are you gonna do? It was, um, it was so great. Can guess Johnny's fair, <laughs> Johnny's style, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> look at him and see. 
<laughs> well, Johnny, uh, well, Johnny, you're a very soulful individual, Johnny. Oh, um, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Full of soul. <laughs> <laughs> and eclectic. But, I was going to say eclectic. But there's, you know. Uh, I definitely listen to a lot of yeah. different influences. Uh, I listen to um, a lot of blues and jazz and mm-hmm. um, Nina Simone, funk, disco. Uh, and I worship at the altar of the... Holy Trinity of Lou Reed, David Bowie, and Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, some of the, the best artists have eclectic taste. Like, mm-hmm. like when so, if somebody was to, I'm, no one's done it yet, but if somebody came in here sat on that couch and told me that they only listen to this type of music, that's you're you're first of all that's ridiculous. You're not learning. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not learning anything. You, you know, I, sometimes you want to listen to music that might make you a little uncomfortable. You know, like, oh, yeah. like I've talked a little bit here lately on the show even about how I've been more receptive to pop music lately, you know, mainly because I got a preteen daughter, but, mm-hmm. uh, but you start listening and you try to find, you try to find the gold in there you try to find the little nugget of, yeah. you know, what makes this special. Yeah. Now, granted, there's still a lot of nonsense music out there, but a lot of pop music where I would... Ten years ago, you wouldn't be caught dead with that CD in my car. <laughs> now I can like just last night we had a hardcore metal show, and as soon as the show was over, I popped on Prince's Purple Rain and went from that to Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And you know what happened when I put on Backstreet Boys? People went wild. Everybody went nuts. Actually, yeah. it started with Purple Rain. I was back here like straightening stuff up, and I just hear purple. The whole crowd who was left was just <laughs> chiming in yeah. in the chorus. So. Mm. Yeah, and it's you know, and, and again, it goes back to what we've said about you know, music matching emotion, you know, making yeah. it feel good. You know, you need to have a healthy, you know, wide range of taste so that you can. It helps you. It, it helps you be more empathetic. It helps you, you know, understand people better and different cultures better. You know, there's you know, like you, know, you talk about murder ballads and stuff, and, and that old. I like that old school country stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that old storytelling. You know, you don't see a lot of that these days. That's something you guys do. You, you tell stories. And I, I love actually, that. when mm. he said that, I was laughing because I saw a meme yesterday that it said bluegrass music, the music, and it had like this really happy looking chick, and it says <laughs> the lyrics, and it was a oh, goth yeah. chick. Because <laughs> most, <laughs> most yes. bluegrass music is really like you listen oh, to what you're like. Yeah, yeah. It's very murdery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Happy songs about death and murder. I yes. think I'm the only member that, that didn't grow up with might be the name bluegrass of the music. My, my, I probably was raised in the most uh, liberal family out of out of all of oh, us, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, my, you know, my my folks definitely raised me. Uh, Led Zeppelin was 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 it, you know. Yeah. You know, my dad still tells me um, to this day he's seen Led Zeppelin like like six or seven times. He tells me uh, it's like they were totally studio band. And I'm like, shut up, Dad! <laughs> you seen them? You seen them? You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and um yeah yeah but i i turned a different direction you know of course i said i listened to a lot of motown uh, in middle school and um i had a lot of punk rock albums you know i had a uh, green day dookie i had a lot of more set i uh, i listened to it but i honestly preferred celine dion it was <laughs> well, I think that we all think have a healthy taste uh, for <laughs> pop music because i mean like the first like the first cassettes and cds i owned like i remember the I remember being a kid and being obsessed with Crazy Sexy Cool with TLC. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, what was and, your first CD? Uh, Do you remember? My first, like, actual, like, CD was yeah. uh, that I 
purchased with my own money was Aqua, Barbie Girl, the Barbie Girl suit. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I had, I had that was cassettes and stuff. Like I bought, you, you know, Hanson and stuff. <laughs> Do you remember what Bought? Yeah, your very first CD you bought. God. Um, Come on, you're not that old. It was. <laughs> I think it was Coolie Out Harmony, actually. Was it? Like the album, yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, I think it was. Johnny and Robbie, do y'all remember? Mine, mine was uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Um, my first tape I ever bought was CNC Music Factory. I was gonna let everyone finish and be like, "Well, my first cassette tape yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. was MC Hammer." Yeah, my really? first, my first, my first CD was either Boys to Men, or, uh, the second one, Boys to Men, or it was uh, Coolio. I can't, I can't quite remember. Yeah. My first cassette was Whitney Houston. The first CD was Paul Abdul. Oh, Paul Abdul, yeah. Boy, she mm. was, boy, talk about uh, a downfall. That one like, was I was a fan of the because of the fact that she was a choreographer. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, like she was J Lo before J Lo. <laughs> she really was. You know what I'm saying? No, she put it like that. I never really thought yeah, about that. Yeah, and J Lo swooped in, and then she, she just didn't have the booty yeah. in church. But I mean, she <laughs> look, she stayed relevant. People, I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, she did stay yeah. relevant. <laughs> yeah. Her, like, I remember her and Mariah Carey was the shit back in the day. Well, yeah. you talk about dancing with a girl to dance to some Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or in my case, or not dancing with anyone. <laughs> I remember the, yeah, the first the first dance I went to in junior high. It was like it was legitimate, like the cliche where all the boys were on one side of the room and all the girls on the other side of the room, and really? uh, yeah, a handful of kids would start dancing. But like, I mean. Yeah, I would get out there and dance in like a group. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't cool enough to have a girl dance with me. So. My middle school was like, like everybody was on. There was never like a separation unless you went to go sit down and rest. Everybody was on the floor all the time. It was like nonstop party. She went to one of them high schools you see in movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was I never, school. High school was. A, I went to an art school, so that was interesting. I, I remember specifically going to like one of those dances in seventh grade, and I never picked up on social cues. Right, you know, so. I'd be the first one, like like eager as all anything, ADHD, just running, running everything, yeah. and I, I'd I'd immediately go up and ask ask a girl, I was like, do you want to dance? And she's like, no. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like heartbroken <laughs> for the rest of the day. Aww. <laughs> and then all the boys was like, ah, hi, he got turned down. You know, he's weird. You know, it's That's like, okay. Give me five minutes. I'll go ask somebody Let's else. Oh, yeah. Middle school was brutal, man. Like yeah. all yeah. the like shame and rejection, you yeah, know, like you know, popping boners in class, like all the dumb shit. That <laughs> you know, it's to a you fun middle school, like, but like you, a lot of times by high school, it's like, what? Who cares? Well, yeah. By the time I got to high school, yeah. I, I really didn't really care what anybody thought. Middle school I mean, was brutal, but middle school is just. So, I mean, oh, my it's... daughter's going through it now, and I'm mm. watching. I, I hear the conversations with her friends on the phone. I'm just like. Oh, yeah, savage. I remember it being yeah. this awful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's savage. Yeah, I, mean, I remember a kid. Uh, I was I was new new to a school, and um, it was this must have been like fifth grade or something like that. And uh, they're like, "You've been here for months. We got here at the same time. You have no friends. What's wrong with you?" <laughs> well, that's a lot of information at one time. Yeah, they, they, they just walked away. Yeah, they just walked away, and I was uh, like, "Like, I was, uh, what is wrong?" I don't know. <laughs> um, 
not to change the subject, I feel kind of bad because when we were talking about other projects, I feel like I kind of stepped on everyone else's because they do, they both are in actual other bands and I just was talking about my self-indulgent. <laughs> no, oh, it's man. okay, Solo man. Thing. These conversations are so fluid. I mean, <laughs> I was, I, I threw it up to give you the opportunity to talk about it if yeah. you wanted to, you know. If right. you, mm. Yeah, I feel free to promote you. Know, I mean, well, and there are other there are other stuff I'm big um, fans of too. So I, I do want to I, I want to make sure I didn't be like hey let me take this one guys. Me and Phil have been uh, moonlighting with a fella that goes by Tony Wayne. He's a country music outlaw <laughs> who Wait, lives he's the lifestyle. Country music writer, or he's a legit outlaw. He's <laughs> like, should you be saying his name in public? He's a little bit dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> mm. so I'll say he's authentic. Okay. So mm. Tony Wayne in the what now? Every time it changes. Uh, every time it changes. Sometimes it's Tony Wayne in the uh, helicopter train. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it's Tony Wayne in the, the blue flames or something. One of those brown oh, the neon bands. brown band. The neon, yeah, the neon. one time we were the neon brown band. That's cool. I like that. One. I did like that one. Yeah. It's really good stuff. Someone yeah. in the somethings. Y'all have y'all, Johnny. Don't y'all have something? There's usually like. Other musicians I've never met sitting in sometimes. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. What's y'all? Y'all have a, something you and Phil are rehearsing for, right? Coming up? Uh, yeah. Uh, some show coming up. Uh, I'm not even sure where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to. Good luck. He is a true artist. <laughs> and then, and then so Robbie's weird. the crazy one who will be like, will be like, hey, we got a show. Well, the, yeah. that show that they were playing on the 18th, Robbie has another show that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I keep a pretty, uh, pretty stacked calendar. It's <coughs> um, I, like I, I tell everybody, um, all the members of all my bands, let me know the dates. I need it in my calendar, or <laughs> it will be forgotten forever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm in the Menders, of course, and then there's uh, Evergone. Um, I'm the uh, bass backing vocals for Evergone, which is a punk rock outfit. Um, and, that, I, and you will Charlotte. be here in September with... Uh, <laughs> Right with Gogo Pilot, aren't you on that bill? Oh, I, I think I think we said something about December. Honestly, yeah, yeah, I think you're there, Robbie. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's December, not September, right? You're pointing vacation point. I have it in my calendar as December. Don't do this to me. You crush my my whole world. <laughs> but um, but so no, but Evergon will be here, and then and yes, yes, Evergon. Uh, I think we got a Christmas thing booked in December. Um, and then there's, um, so, uh, yes, you were saying, um, August 18th, um, I, um, we're going to be performing here, um, with Jade and, um, and then you'll have to cut right out to get to Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to work this out very tactically cause this <laughs> is, uh, uh, the first time in four years that I screwed up my booking. And um, I told the guys, I, I got to be in my car on the way to Charlotte at 10 o'clock because I got to perform at 11 o'clock at the Evening Muse with Evergon for our CD release show. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so in other yeah. words, get your ass here early and don't be late <laughs> yeah. for yeah. the show this yeah. Friday. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're going on at 9. Um, if not, then then I got I to gotta dip set early. That's a hard 9. Oh, yeah. A hard 9. Um, so uh, which motel is my other band? Um, it's... Probably out of the three bands, it's the band I've been in the longest. Um, it was originally uh, the Sticky Bandits. I've been playing music with Mark Keener for probably, well, hell, like all my life. <laughs> um, but no, no, it's uh, like like growing up through high school and stuff. He was in other bands. I was in other bands. Um, 
and we finally uh, started jamming with each other probably back in 2010, 2011. Um, and we we, uh, we did like other jam sessions with Kent McDaniels. Uh, we used to mm, jam yeah, with, yeah. with Kent and his, uh, it was actually me, Mark, Kent, and um, one of my, uh, my best friend that uh, passed away, Jeff Worley from uh, Old Scratch, jamming in Kent's basement uh, with um, headphones. Um, and it was all electric in instruments, including the drums, because we couldn't make a lot of noise to keep up his parents. So... <laughs> So we, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, we'd be all eager. Hey, you know, you know, we were we were on a date. Hey, you want to come see us jam? And then she comes over there, and you hear a bunch of blah blah blah, clink clink clink. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most boring thing for anybody to ever witness. You know. <laughs> so can we get her some headphones? No, there's not enough. <laughs> I swear it sounds good. I swear it sounds good. Funny too, it's like we, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, like we've had a lot of different members come, uh, come in and out of the band, and you know, for a long time we didn't have a bassist. The first uh, time I saw you, Garen was playing. Yeah, Garen bass. played bass with us. Garen High. Garen High. Shout out to Garen High. What's up, dude? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, dude's a genius. Great artist, great photog yeah. Uh, photographer. Yeah, he um, is. He's, he's a very talented dude. But a buddy. Yeah, but we. Uh, what's funny is, when, and, and we had a uh, bassist for that guy named uh, Scott. Louder, he's played Louder. here too, right? Yeah, Scott yeah. was just yeah. here for a story, or a roundtable yep. somewhere. Thursday, round right? he, he was in the band for a while, played bass. He recorded our first album. And um, Gavin? Um, Gavin uh, with Maraville was our drummer for a little bit. So we've had a lot of people come come and go. Mm. Scott Scott Louder uh, and I was in a band um, about 20 years ago uh, called Final Start. Um, yep. So when he first moved down from Pittsburgh, uh, he joined Final Start. So that's when I first met Scott Louder. Yeah, That's he, funny. Yeah, he did the storytellers here last month, and he okay. talked a little bit about that. <laughs> well, yeah. We, uh, but every time we were kind of in these transitional periods where we needed a new bassist or whatever, or you know, or we were down a bassist, and we we're like, should we get a bassist? We we've been playing with Sticky Bandits, yeah, with Robbie's band, and we'd be like, hey, we should see if Robbie would be interested. And Wes would always kind of be like, Robbie's too busy. He's in like three bands. He's like, That's when we finally got to but a he point. plays bass like Dee Dee Ramone. We had a. a um, uh, our buddy Dalton played with us for a little bit after mm. Garen left, uh, and then we knew it was a temporary thing because he just had a lot going on too. And then we finally asked Robbie, and Robbie was like, "I never thought I've been waiting for you guys to ask me." <laughs> <laughs> In fact, uh, when um, I ran into Johnny during one of the, uh, the the little music circles over at Freeman's, this was back in 2011, wow. yeah. and. Um, like, we were all kind of drunk, and I was in a metal band called Culprit Strain down in uh, uh, the Rock Hill area and um, at, during the time. And uh, he, Johnny was the first one to ask me to, to jam with y'all um, over at uh, Matt's house way, way back in the day, back in 2011. Wow. And uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm currently in a metal band. I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, ever since then, you know, I've seen, seen, I've obviously played shows with the Menders, you know, all throughout, all throughout the years, and um, I was just like waiting. I was like, they're gonna ask me one of these days. <laughs> they're gonna ask me again. You know, I've seen different bass players go up, and I'm just, and I just think to myself, oh, they didn't ask me. What is, what, what did I do wrong? <laughs> well, like, well, yeah, it's just funny. Like we, you know, we appreciate everybody that's ever played with us, and everybody's been important, and mm -hmm. you know, helped progress the band in some way shape or form but I, I mean i think there's no offense to or no short to anyone else phil robbie johnny me anybody in the band 
that the single most impactful member of the band was Wes joining. Mm. Oh, Wes yeah. joining, because we were on the verge of breaking up, because our banjo player had quit, and we played a show that was the worst show we've ever played. We tried to play it down the banjo player, but we didn't know what we were doing, so we were trying to basically play folk bluegrass banjo music without a banjo player. <laughs> it was really bad. They cut our set short like half. They were like, stop playing. So, yeah, you're, and you're me, and Johnny were, me and Johnny were like, well, maybe we just form something else and figure it out. And we were like, we'll do one more practice and see if we can figure it out. And our drummer at the time, a guy named Matt Dixon, was our first drummer, invited Wes over. And we all knew Wes and were friend, friends with him. I, I had no idea he played I didn't know he played at all. an instrument. I know he could sing. <laughs> I knew he could sing because I... I just we, liked I, him. I was I, incognito. I was in karaoke. Wes is one of the most sing. unassuming human beings. Yeah. Uh, I just liked him personally. Uh, it's so true. But... Yeah, but Matt brought him over to a practice, and it completely—it was—it was a good enough practice. And it was like we went full electric. We went, you um, know, the to first it. notes he played, we wrote "Shiny Little, Little Devil, Devil" on the yeah. spot. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Which is yeah the <laughs> song off our first album, but we. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like plugging in. Blah, 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 but blah, then blah, also, blah. I mean, it, it just completely reinvigorated what we were doing. It gave us, and and it took us some time to figure out how to change from you know this folk bluegrass thing into the kind of garage folk rock, you know, indie rock outfit that we are now. And then beyond that, I mean, just Wes's energy revitalized, like changed the way I perform on stage. Wes's uh, networking skills completely created new opportunities for the band. So um, I just wanted to mention that, that Wesley, you are greatly appreciated. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're the glue. <laughs> and I should also mention, I didn't mention in the history, Bob has been incredibly important. Yeah, we yeah. didn't mention Bob. Last year. Bob has uh, supported us. Bob's our incredibly. road manager, handler, social um, media manager. Handler. Oh, yeah. handler. Yeah. Yeah. For real, yeah. He um, really is. Bob has been, it's been another, like this is, has been the most successful year or so of our career and a lot of that is thanks to Bob. Well, I just run around and do things. That's, hey, I mean, sound techs, he does merch. I mean, I'm grateful. I'm, I'm glad that y'all have given him that opportunity because I think, in a way, it kind of prepped Bob a little bit to get him more comfortable working with artists, dealing with artists, and now yeah. he's part mm-hmm. of what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know the thing that Bob and I have in common is neither one of us are really like musicians, but we love <laughs> being in this scene. I mean, he's yeah. he's actually picked up the bass and started playing. The, I, I, I say Bob's a better guitarist. Bob's, so. yeah, <laughs> Bob's a great musician. <laughs> But I, I, I just, um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up Excuse here in a second, but I, I just want to make sure you guys all know how much I appreciate what yeah. you guys have done through the years. Thanks, you know, there's, you know, there's an argument that could be made that, that there wasn't a music scene in Gastonia before we got here, and I disagree. I think there was. Mm-hmm. I think through the years, I, yeah, I spent most of my 20s not living here. I grew up here, moved away, came back right before I turned 30, and during that time, you guys were all building your community. I wasn't here, and I hate mm-hmm. that I missed out on that. But when I came back, I started coming out and became aware of you guys and a handful of others around here that, that, that play around town. And, you know, you all laid a foundation. You definitely one of the pillars of Gaston County's yeah, music yeah, you, yeah, that was a great way to put it, Jesse, being a pillar yeah, of the music really scene here. I mean, you can't say, you know, you can't say Gaston County. Without you know, somebody going, without have you heard of the Menders? Menders. <laughs> well, yeah. we didn't want to, it wasn't even that we wanted to be the best band or anything like that. Because obviously art and music is completely subjective. It's like food. We yeah. just, but we wanted. I'll get on that here in a second. We wanted to, <laughs> art we is wanted not to create, like be a part of um, 
connecting crowds and folks with music, like people from other bands from out of town. Like have make Gastonia like a stop for these bands that are touring and yeah. and uh, you know and so we we're always trying to bring bands from Charlotte over into Gastonia and show people like Gastonia has a good music scene, has a great like the crowds are great. And we proudly rep Gastonia when we travel out of town. Mm. We're not a band that says, like, oh, we're from Charlotte, because it's the easy reference point. We always claim Gastonia. Yeah. It, the folks in Gastonia have been incredibly, incredibly supportive. And, um, it, yeah, I mean, we mm -hmm. wouldn't, I mean, we would still be doing what we're doing, regardless of how many people were paying attention, even if it was just in Phil's basement. But, uh, but we appreciate any level of support that folks have given us over the years. And, and hopefully we've, you know, again, helped you know create some kind of musical footprint here in Gaston. Well, every time we have you here, it it, it creates a buzz. I mean, it's 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 very visible yeah. from from my perspective. Like when people see that the Menders are playing here, they get excited. You know, there's a handful of people that still don't want to pay a cover, but I mean, you I mean you, you've been fortunate. You've been able to play venues, and and you know, you know, this is a different model we're doing here. Again, it's, it's why there's never been a dedicated music venue here. It's a really tough sell. Yeah, mm. you know, and then the places that have tried it, um, they kind of succumb to the pressures of you know getting the bills paid, and they start letting in certain crowds that make things dangerous for people, and, and people don't want to come. It's a whole thing. And, you know, we're, we're just trying to keep people safe and have a good time and, you know, have fun with everybody and, and, and lift up the artists, you know, yeah. like, like kind of make you guys feel like rock stars every time you come here. And I'll, I'll, that's, my, that's what I ask everybody after their shows, whenever they come back to the bar or whatever after their set, I always say, how'd that feel? I, always, <laughs> yeah. I ask everybody, how'd that feel up there? Because yeah. I, I want people to feel good when they walk off our stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when we have, I yeah. mean, I, like I said, the first time, we played here. I think it's the first time I ever got the. I came here. I have two young children. I hardly get out unless we're playing, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we when we played, I was like, man, that was uh, just uh, the sound was good. The energy was great. Mm -hmm. Again, the crowd response. Um, and we felt was, comfortable. Yes, comfortable taking, enough to be ourselves. Care of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My um, high school English teacher was running sound, which was wild. He's also a customer <laughs> yeah. of mine uh, at, my, at my cut. <laughs> Mr. Tharp. Longtime customer of mine at uh, Blues Coffee about, oh, hell, that was back in 2007, 2006. How long ago was that? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, we, we love playing here. We're looking forward to being a part of the mm. show on the 18th and, you know, paying right. tribute to Zach and yeah, absolutely. bringing some people out to support local music. Now, now to add to your point, um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a staunch believer that uh, every small town, uh, big town, small town, doesn't matter, uh, has, a, has a music community, you know? Um, it's just very, very few of these towns are lucky enough to have a venue that caters to it right. yeah, uh, the yeah. way the Rooster does. And thank you so much for, for all your work, Mike. Uh, man, I mean, just, this, this yeah. place is awesome. Like I said, it's a calling, man. I, I, saw, mm. I saw the opportunity. You know, I, I, was a, I had a, a business before this, and it was, mm. it was okay. You know, I, I would have been fine doing that the rest of my life, but I would have been bored to tears. <laughs> like, I, mm. I found out after I got the business going and after I, you know, you know, we were going to do okay. I told my wife, I was like, we can keep doing this. We can put the kids through college with this, but it's just going to tear my soul apart. Like it's it's a soul eating, soul sucking thing that I had that I had going on, mm -hmm. and um, it was starting to affect my mental health. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. just not having a, a challenge in front of me, like a problem to figure out or a problem to solve, and not having something hard to do 
that was making me feel less, you know, making mm. me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Like, I need to be doing better. And uh, my wife said, figure it the fuck out. <laughs> and I, I, I had a lot of extra time, so I was participating in a lot of, like, community stuff. So I was, was a member of the chamber. I was going to ribbon cuttings and meetings and this and that. And as a result, I started getting pulled into these organizations. And then I started to see the cogs. You know, the, 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 the machine, the wheels of the machine that drive a community, I, I started to see how it all works together, you know, with your public services and emergency response services and local governments and, you know, how funds get distributed here and there and how deals get made. And when you start to see all that shit, you start, I, what I saw was I saw an opportunity that no one was doing. Like everybody preaches about growing Gastonia, growing Gaston County, and, and mm. making it better, and getting people here, and I'm like, well, what the fuck are they gonna do? <laughs> like, there's 48 fucking you know manufacturing facilities mm -hmm. in this county, but there's nowhere to go have fun. Right. And, mm. I mean, yes, there's a ballpark, but you know, you're that's half the people. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's another 50 percent of the population don't give a fuck about baseball. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. So, so, so I, I saw the I, I saw the opportunity and was like, let me do this because this is something mm -hmm. I can do. You know, I came from a history of running bars, so that 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 part was easy. Yeah, you know, the mm -hmm. hard part is the promo, man, getting people to care. That's yeah. that's the hard yeah. part. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, every day now, every day it's you know make make social media posts, promote this show, you know. Share this link, share this flyer, put flyers out around town where you like all that stuff. You know, it's mm. hard because really you're just you're trying to make people care about something that they might not give a shit about. Yeah. Yeah. You need a bob. I, yeah. I do need a bob. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're so well, since Ariel stepped in, Ariel has taken a lot of that pressure off and she, and I'm so grateful to you, Ariel. Oh thank you. I'm, I'm so kinda like Bob. <laughs> you're really good at editing. Yeah, she's like, great with the with the reels and the video and, and we uh, need that. We need that to get in front of people because, you know, post COVID, you know, we everyone got locked up for two years and this is what everyone's doing now. Oh, yeah. And, and it's hard to get people to take their head away from this and pay attention to I mean, even yeah. when we have shows I don't have a problem with people pulling their phone out, recording and stuff, but I'll, I'll watch people in the entire night. They're watching the show through their through phone. This. I'm like, yeah. it's right there, it's dude. So yeah. Right there, buddy. Like, you're never going to go back and watch that video. Like, never. like, if you want the video, put it up here. But I, watch here. My thing, anytime I go to a concert now, I do, I, I take, you know, I'll take maybe two minutes of video like I'm like okay this like I saw Weezer recently when they came through mm -hmm. and I was like oh I love this song I'm gonna get 30 seconds of it just so I have it as a memory mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna sit there I'm never gonna go back and watch that yeah. it's just occasionally I can be like oh yeah the, uh, it's like you know, a lot of especially the memories that pop up online yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like hey two years ago you took this video oh, yeah, that no, kind of stuff's cool I have an but... excuse because I record everything at years and then I can post it to the Mender's stuff <laughs> <laughs> but I agree I think Bob's work Bob's yours serves a purpose Bob's social media stuff's important but yeah being in the moment is awesome yes yeah. Yeah. awesome well let's uh, let's wrap up tell everybody where to find your music and socials give everyone your handles and uh, we'll, we'll get out of here and ladies and gentlemen the Mender's will be here Friday the 18th with Jade Moore and the Half Measures will be doing a tribute set to Zach Moss. Mm -hmm. It's going to be an emotional night. It's going to be a fun night. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a good time. But uh, Robbie's going to have to cut out early, so get here in time <laughs> to see the mentors. <laughs> uh, so where can everyone find you? Uh, let's see. Instagram handle is at the Menders NC. Um, you can find everything by simply just Googling the Menders. Yeah. have a nice little page up to the right. Uh, yeah, it's the Menders NC across the board. 
Bob probably um, knows better than any of us. Yeah, it's all it's all on Spotify and Google Play. It's, exactly. It's on all that stuff. Yeah, Menders NC. The Menders NC is everything for everything. Everything. Yeah. Right? Yep. Hell, I was about That's to the say the bottom too. of the barrel. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't bought the if you haven't bought the Devil's Real album, it is a phenomenal album. It's, in my opinion, it's one of the best albums. That's come out of North Carolina and AIDS. Oh, I yeah. fucking love the album. Man. I'll be selling so it on good. vinyl here. I'll be mm-hmm. selling it on vinyl here with t-shirts and CDs and other shit. And yeah. Yep. It is a cool vinyl for the club. Yeah, yes. Buy merch, because if not yes. a lot of people show up, we need they need the yes. sense. <laughs> <laughs> but we hope the house packs out, man. It should be mm. a good show. It'll be good. Thank Nine you sharp. Hard <laughs> nine. Hard nine. Thank you so much for doing this, fellas. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Peace and love. Yes, sir.